0: Hey everyone, my online course on the rehabilitation of the fitness athlete with Dan Pope is on sale this week. If you want to work with higher level fitness athletes and help people get back into the gym after an injury, this is the course for you. Head to mikereinold.com slash athlete to learn more and sign up this week. The Ask Mike Reinold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, perform better. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode. Uh, We have a really impressive episode for you guys today that I'm super excited about. Um, Here at Champion Up in Boston, we we treat a ton of baseball players. We ton, treat a ton of Tommy John injuries. Um, and for whatever reason at this moment, we, we have a bunch of those guys in right now rehabbing. So we thought it would be uh, extremely uh, beneficial for them to kind of share some of their story and some of the things that are going on with them and, and the injury process uh, to maybe help some of the youth, uh, the high school, the college kids, um, understand a little bit more about the process and kind of hear it from from the pro perspective. So uh, we got a we got a great group here. Um, Lenny McCrina here as usual. Lenny's probably... You know, one of the—I don't know if there's more people in the world that have, have done more Tommy John's than than Lenny, myself, and Kevin Wilk in, in in Alabama. So, you know, probably seen well over a thousand Tommy John's in his lifetime. So, um, you know, definitely have Lenny's perspective, which is awesome. Um, we have Anthony Mayo on the table with uh, with Lenny uh, right now, getting a stretch. He's got a big golf round later, so he might not be here all, all episode. But um, but um, uh, Anthony is a professional baseball player coming back from shoulder surgery, but. But again, you know, um, you know, dealing with an injury rehab process. Jamil Moquette here is uh, with the Baltimore Orioles and outfielder. He's about two months post-op. Two months, months post-op Tommy John surgery. Um, Andrew Chisholm in the background, high school catcher here, shoulder injury, but. Whatever, jump in if you want to say anything. Chiz, he's uh, he's welcome, um, right? It's, that's that's easy. Dennis Torres, pitcher from the Baltimore Orioles organization, about five, five, weeks? Weeks, up. five weeks, five weeks post-op. Tommy John. Um, we'll, we'll get a special guest appearance from Tim Collins with the Royals. He's coming in in a little bit. He's late, so just so everybody's on the same page, he's late. So, um, but uh, Tim Collins is um, coming in in a little bit. Hopefully, um, he'll he'll join the episode. John. Moore Pitching coach uh, here in Boston at our facility at the Farm Baseball Academy and champion up here in Boston. So you know works with a ton of youth players. But uh, heck, I wonder if I wonder if we knew your career innings pitch personally. It's a lot. It's probably a lot. So John's elderly now at this point. He's what thirty. Yep. So so he's thirty in baseball terms. So that's elderly. But uh, sorry guys, Dennis is like, hey, I'm thirty. <laughs> uh, but uh, John's had you know a long career and has been. You've been pitching your whole twenties, right? So we've been pitching in, in, the, uh, in some of the leagues up here in Boston, in the Yockey League. Um, you know, wait, what's your record again, most wins? Yeah, most wins in Yaki League history, which is pretty impressive. So, coaches a bunch of youth from you know ten u all the way up to eighteen u, but also an established pitcher himself. So, um, anyway, so so that's the crew. I don't think you want to hear from me anymore. Let's hear from these guys. So, I, I guess why don't we start maybe Dennis? Dennis is a pitcher. Just uh, you know, tell us tell us your story. Like what happened? Like what happened with your elbow? Uh, how how'd you get to Tommy John? Tell me about it.
1: Well, it all started back in twenty twelve. I was back at UMass my junior season. And pre- uh, previous year, I had thrown 45 innings. The next year, I became a starter. And um, I actually worked my way up to 105 pitches before I ended up getting drafted. And, you know, towards the end of the year that season, my elbow started feeling a little funky. There was no pain, you know. just kind of took me a little longer to kind of warm up. Once I got going, I felt fine. I ended up getting drafted my first pro game. I partially tear my ligament. You know, at the moment,
2: wow. fine. Yeah, You know, I
1: kept pitching. I felt great. I guess I felt great. I woke up the next morning, and it was awful pain in my elbow. I come out, you know, a couple of weeks later to find out I partially tore my UCL. So that was definitely something that was new to me at the moment.
0: Yeah. How many years ago was that?
1: That was in 2012, so that was a okay. couple years ago.
0: And, and did you... I mean, up to that, like, did you, I mean, were you tight? Like, did you feel anything in your forearm? Like, any tightness? Like, anything? Or it was just, you know... Up to that,
1: I felt perfectly fine. If I was, you know, if I was tight or sore, I was definitely all in my bicep. Okay. I'm kind of overthrowing, so to speak, but never in my elbow. That's why I kind of never paid mind to it. Right. Um. So that kind of caught me off guard. The only thing I can, you know, attest to the injury might be the workload. From going 45 innings the previous year to, you know, 100-plus the following year That's with no jump. really changing my routine yeah. you know my warm-up routine you know prior to the season was pretty much the same as it was the year before you know and in college you never know what role you're going to take right at the beginning of the season and, you know when your name is called you always want to pitch you know it was a big year for me the draft was coming up oh, there was a little buzz and whenever my name was called i wanted to pitch you know i kind of pull i kind of put pain i don't say pain or awkwardness aside
0: one of the Call of Duty, yeah. Arose. Well, especially when as a pro, right? I mean, once you get to the professional levels, that's your job.
1: Exactly.
0: Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of pressure in college. There's pressure. You don't want to let your teammates down. You don't want to let the, your coach down. So, but also, you, you know, your future. You know, you exactly. want to you want to put yourself in that position to get some exposure and stuff. So, um, so crazy. All right. So then, what? So what happened from there? What did you, you do? Did you try to rehab it?
1: So that was the, the protocol to rehab. You know, so I took the rest of that year off An extensive I mean, I didn't throw for close to six months Wow, which is, you know, I got which hurt. is long, right? I got hurt in June I didn't start throwing until December
0: So, at Len, in your experience from, you know, Dr. Andrews' clinic A kid comes down to Dr. Andrews And he's, you know, he's in Dennis's position What's, what's the typical How many weeks does he not throw? That type of thing Yeah, I mean, it you know?
3: typ- depends on the situation But typically, it's a six to eight week You know, shut it down work on uh what's
0: up tim hey, welcome tim uh, Tim collins everybody pitcher with the kansas city royals tim another tommy john how many weeks are we now Six. Six, six weeks after tommy john revision we'll get to that right so we've got some stories but sorry Glenn.
3: the typical six to eight week of rest so you going six months yeah. is tremendous yeah i, I kind of like that better than some of what we're doing now I wish we could go a little longer but there's always time constraints and, and the good thing know, about it I had time yes you know, my session right. was done at and, that and point. if kids have time we'd like that longer time yeah. but the 6 to 8 week is I think a
0: minimum yeah. that
3: we try to prescribe but I think that's a good chance to let everybody heal down get a little stronger
0: get the tissue to calm down yeah well and obviously it didn't work because down the road you needed surgery it's kind of interesting with the perspective of some people we're talking six to eight but you got six months so really the question is not is that too long but were you delaying the inevitable to an extent sometimes we want you to throw it six to eight weeks to just test it out to Mm -hmm. see do you really need surgery or not because oftentimes you do right so which is kind of like jamil a little bit right you so jamil you hurt yourself last summer right
4: Last summer yeah Early April, um, knowing that it's still cold up in Northeast in the low A ball, and it was uh, about 20 games into the season. Around the eighth inning, I'm playing right field. Guy around the second base, the ball hit to me, ground ball, and right field. I come up throwing. I felt something weird in my elbow after that throw. But as as the throw, as I as I went throwing, I knew myself that my my front shoulder opened up more. Faster than my elbow, Interesting. and then that's when I pretty knew that something was up with my elbow.
0: What did you feel? Did you feel like a pop or anything?
4: I feel big, big numbness uh, all, all through my forearm and bicep and fingers. Okay, but it was cold that day.
0: Did you feel a pop? I didn't. Did you feel a pop, Tim?
4: Uh,
2: really it was more <laughs> of like a stabbing thing okay that's all right, exactly right. <laughs> yes. so yes. yeah yes.
0: so i mean some people yeah. pop though right i mean we see kids yeah. before yeah. surgery all the time right. yeah but i, I think that's a, a misnomer that's interesting like a pop like you're, you're tommy john your ucl on your elbows not like your acl on your knee Your acl in your knee you're skiing and it just pops right the thing just goes it's very obvious ucl it just wears down a lot until you get to a point where maybe you had a little bit of a partial tear but most people's aren't blown in half like an acl you know some people's are but most people just it's just it's it gets a partial tear which is can create some of that stabbing pain sometimes your ulnar nerve gets involved which can create your arm going numb in that position there because they're all kind of they're all kind of you know brothers and sisters i guess all these different symptoms so interesting so all right so, so so you took a bunch of time off, yep. got back into throwing, and then I, I, how long did you throw until you had surgery? How long did you pitch?
1: Um, so that was back in 2013, so you can say three years. Okay. Three years, and at first, you know, it was different. You know, like I said, six months off, I began to throw, and I felt great. You know, it was a slow and steady progression. I felt great. You know, no symptoms. Once I got off the bump and started kind of trying to air it out and put a little behind it, I felt stiff. There was no pain. No pain, but I felt stiff. You know, this was weird for me. Yeah. Stiff in the forearm, stiff in the elbow region.
0: Yeah. Did you feel Did you feel it more in the forearm or more like on the inside your elbow?
1: Ah, uh, more in the forearm. Okay. You know, yeah. Okay. More, more Good. More in the forearm, and they thought it was maybe flexor mass. Yeah. So on and so forth. Right. But no pain,
0: which it probably was, and what was probably happening is your flexor mass was was holding on for right. dear life because your ligament wasn't working, so Correct. your flexor mass had to work twice as hard to stabilize your elbow. It's interesting. Okay. So
1: you know, throughout that progression of, you know, I had to make sure that I was extra loose before i threw okay you know i'd get some grass and technique done before i threw nice trademark
0: i like that so (laughs) instrument assisted soft tissue mobilization
1: (laughs) um um, you know starting off was where i felt real tight but once i got through that phase and you know trainers tell me you know that was kind of basically breaking down the scar tissue right so you know come april may june i felt great you know, I really had a good season, 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. And, same, you know, same thing with 14. The following season, you know, at the beginning of the season, I kind of felt a little tight. But it was maybe a quicker yeah. transition to feeling good again. Yeah. And um, it,
0: Any issues with command or velocity?
1: No. Okay. My All velocity right, good. actually jumped. So you made it. You did what? Well. Uh, 14, I was sitting 3 to 5. That's good. Which was pretty good for me. You know, I was yeah. usually low 9, maybe 9 out of 93. But I was sitting at some points throughout June and July, 93, 95, And I was like, wow, I felt great. But with that being said, I had to make sure that I was still doing all my arm care. I took that very seriously. Right. Because at any given point, it could go. Right. So I just wanted to make sure I could play, you know, an extra week, an extra month, the entire season. Yeah. That was my thought process, just to get through, you know, as much as I possibly could. Because at any given point,
0: yeah,
1: I was told by him, by her that... Yeah. It was, you know, like you said, delaying the inevitable.
0: Yeah, and so that any given point was this year. At this year. Right. So, 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 what happened then? Like, was it was so, that one pitch? Was that so could this you year tell? Was a
1: little different for me. You know, I played winter Bowl. Yeah. I played winter ball in Puerto Rico for two months, and usually after a season, I'll take two to three months to just kind of relax, you know, from throwing at least. Right. You know, I'll take a month from no baseball activity, then I'll start ramping up my lifting, my stretching, my yoga, and you know, come Thanksgiving, I start throwing it. Right. That wasn't the case of playing winter ball, so that was a little tough for me. I started right. playing winter ball, what, late October? Right. So, you know, I took a, a month off after the season, started throwing again, got ready for winter ball. And I, I didn't feel tight. I didn't feel loose. You know, I would throw, throw off the of mound. I just felt like I had nothing behind it but no pain. Right. No pain. So I said, hey, you know, no pain, which is good. I was still doing all my extra arm care, played winter ball, took about two weeks off, and then got ready for the season. Same concept. Once, you know, I was in spring training, the ball just wasn't coming out. You know, I was getting a little nervous at this point because usually, you know, sure. I usually feel good this time of the year. And um, it just wasn't coming out. No pain, nothing. It just wasn't coming out. I was saying maybe 90, 91. I'd hit 92 by really, really airing it out. Right. And that's never the case with so me. I'm little not a really max drop, too. effort. I'm not a max effort pitcher. It usually right. just comes out. I have a nice, loose arm. And that wasn't the case. So that was kind of a red flag in the back of my yeah, mind. Yeah, sure. But then again, I can't let that stop me from... You know, the task at hand. Right. And, you know, like I said, it was only a matter of time. And the first game this year, you know, it was cold. It was real cold. We're up in Bowie. It was, you know, nine, ten at night. It was, you know, yeah. 35, 40 degrees. Oh, cold wow. Out. It was pretty cold. That's down. not fun. I had warmed up previously early in the game, sat down, got up again. I actually went into the game. About 10 pitches in, I threw a pitch, threw a curveball. I actually threw a curveball behind the hitter. Oh, wow. And I felt... I felt, you know, like same, same thing the stab the, the, thing. Stab. You know, I felt like, you know, I was pulling and it couldn't take no more. Yeah. It was kind of a- Sad, so,
0: exactly. Super interesting. Obviously, we can't go back in time. We can't regret yeah. anything like that. But it's super exactly. interesting because I feel like a lot of youth in the wintertime now are putting all their eggs in throwing. So if you think of, like, what are the ways to prepare yourself for a season? There's throwing, obviously, which right. is which is good. There's training. There's yeah. arm care program. There's recovery protocols and stuff like that. There's yeah. a lot of things you do to get ready for a season, right? Um, it, what you did this winter was throw. That was what what you did because of exactly. winter ball. And exactly. you got away from your training and all yeah. all your arm care stuff. Yeah. And, and it was interesting. So who knows if that's correlated. I don't know. I mean, I don't, know if, I don't think it's fair to yeah. say it is. I don't think
1: I'll ever know, to be honest. No. You know, that's not something I'm going to regret by any means.
0: But it's interesting. This winter was predominantly throwing in less prep work. Yes. Interesting. I don't know. Yep. We'll see. So, so Jamil, so you you had – how many weeks did you take off?
4: Oh, after – Actually, after I got the PRP shot. Oh, that's
0: right. So Jamil, got, Jamil got a PRP. So you got that right away, like I got that. Elbow. I got that
4: two weeks after I got hurt.
0: Okay. So, uh, so PRP in, injection in there, platelet rich plasma injecting into the ligament area, trying to trying to get it to, to put some 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 blood and some healing tissue into that area, so that way his UCL could potentially heal. Yeah. So how, so tell me about that. Was, was how did that feel itself the injection?
4: Uh, the injection was bad. Yeah right, it, like long, painful right? It was painful. Long because they take blood from my left arm, spun in the plasma, and injected it right into the bone. And right wherever the UCL's is in
0: And they pepper it, And they They, move it around. Yeah. Yeah, grody.
4: Really bad. It hurt. Yeah. And after that, my arm was really, really sore the next day. Couldn't really move it and extend it at all. None of that. But um, after that, they told me, okay, Jamil, um, we're going to sit you um, no throwing, nothing at all after six to eight weeks. And I flew down to Sarasota, our spring training facility, and rehabbed it there for six to eight weeks. Did all the arm care stuff. Um, sit so the six weeks mark come, first throw I threw, still pain. Mm. I mean, it's uh, the even yeah. So the trainers like, still have pain there. It's like, all right, cool. It's sitting, it's sat, <laughs> cool. He said cool. It's <laughs> me, all right, like, all right. You know, <laughs> Sat me down for another two weeks. Eight week marks, uh, no pain, no nothing. I start throwing again. Um, at the eight week marks, and then I, I get up to like say ninety feet. When I tried to put some emphasis on my throat, I still felt that UCL, ligament, like, still felt that pain.
0: Your numbness, tingling's gone at this time? Yeah, it's gone.
4: Numbness, no tingling, none of that stuff. But once I reached, like, that point up here, that's when I felt this right here, like, flared up on me.
0: So that was right at the eight-week mark, too. Eight-week mark, yeah. And then then what?
4: And then at the that, they sat me down another two weeks. Right. And did a (laughs) lot of... Did a little lot of flexor muscle. They said it was like my flexor muscle now. Right. Because when the MRI, MRI thing, they Same checked story. that. They checked that, and then it was like I, I, I sprained it.
0: Right. And Now your muscle, they're saying. The like muscle, that. yeah. Now
4: the muscle was right. like sprained. Like, all right, cool. So they did all that stuff. They did <laughs> You're all
0: taking the, this well. I like it. Yeah. So. <laughs>
4: they, they did all the treatment, the scab, all that crap. And I think I'm at 12, 12 weeks now and I'm back throwing again I feel great no pain no nice. strain on my muscles nice on my forearm none of and I progressed I progressed 90 feet 120 150 feet I, w- I was up to 150 feet in August so that's already like almost it's in Maine June almost three months already rehabbing and all that so I, w- I felt great yeah before I came back home Trainers told me, alright, no throwing. I'm like, alright, cool, no throwing, none of that stuff. But I felt great um, yeah. when I left the the season. When I when I went when I came back home in the off season, I felt great. My arm feels like wow, it feels good. Yeah. It was long tossing and everything, so no pain or nothing. So at this point I'm thinking the PRP's gonna work. I mean props right. to them, you know.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I would say that's a, that's a pretty common story. So, you know, like you know, PRPs are interesting, right? I, I, I like the six- to eight-week mark to test if they're ready to throw, and it's very interesting. I would say most people, if, if you don't feel good at six- to eight weeks, um, I, I hate to say you should probably go ahead and just have the surgery, but it's probably inevitable that it's coming. And just in our experience, and we've seen a ton of these, I, I don't want you to rush into surgery, but I, if it's still bugging you at six- to eight weeks, I just think your chances just go down so much. So, so I, heck, you were close. You were close. Yeah. Uh, let PRPs, PRPs. I know, like, Dr. Andrews and those guys down in Alabama and Florida have been doing a good amount of PRPs over the years, and I think they talk like they had decent results. I, do you remember any of their studies, or uh, what's the percentage of PRPs that work?
3: Yeah, I think it depends. There's so many different variables, but I think it depends on what they're spinning down and what they're injecting. and The research is mixed that I've seen on PRP, but I think I think the fact that you're creating a blood re- Blood response or bleeding response in there by the needle and injecting the needle and the rest. I think is a good thing. I think it's a way for the, the tissue to yeah. have a healing capability. Yeah. Again, I think it comes down to the actual spinning of the blood and
0: what. Yeah, lots of different injecting. techniques. But, I have, but specifically with Andrews, though, did you see any good results? Do you see anybody uh, that was successful? Do you guys have any teammates that were successful?
3: I, I personally didn't see many. Like yeah. Oftentimes, if they had a PIP. <laughs> I, I guess them.
0: they wouldn't come back and maybe you would never see them. I would never see them. So, so maybe like that's like that. not fair. So it's
3: tough for me to, yeah, I don't know if it's yeah. fair enough for me to you, that, Did you
0: ever get a PRP? No. No? Did, did you have any teammates that got one and were successful? I had
1: a couple that, have had, that have had PRPs, but they weren't successful.
0: The, yeah. So yeah. in my career, I've had yeah. one that was successful. Yeah, one. Successful, yeah. And so many that weren't. So it's inter- hey, it's it's a good yeah. why not like yeah. hey, let's do everything we can. Yeah. You know, I, I mean I'm not against it, but just you know people need to understand I guess that concept here. I mean, yeah. so I out of it. us group, we haven't really I guess cumulatively we've seen one yeah. successful. <laughs> you know, so it's it's kind of interesting. So I think that's um, the
2: last bit of hope to yeah. you know, to avoid surgery. Yeah, really, no. I've only seen one guy who had, who's had it done. He had torn lat. Yeah. Um, through a throwing program and you got to a certain point where it's putting too much stress on that lat. Right. It just went. Yeah. So I think I think there the the idea of the the injection is good. Um I just don't I don't see I, I think it's good to a certain point. If it's very minor, um a mm-hmm. very minor tear or strain or anything like that, I think it could help, could benefit. But I think um, most guys that are having pain are already at a point yeah. where it's it's done. Yeah. I mean, you're going to need a cons- uh, considerable amount of healing before you can actually be 100%, and then even, again, it might take a year and you're done. Right. So, it's kind of like you said, you're delaying the inevitable. Um, so, uh, But like I said, I think that's just the last bit of hope. Yeah. Trying to avoid surgery, and it's something they can do, that it might be successful.
0: So. And I would say, too, I think very few people are ready to have Tommy John They hurt their arm They see it There, Very few people are like Alright I want surgery tomorrow It happens And maybe you know, Contract based stuff it, There may be a reason Most people aren't mentally ready They need that Six to eight week period And then I hate to say It doesn't work But they almost need that To say like Okay alright I did everything I could To put myself in there and, I think
2: it also takes A good medical staff To sit you down And shoot you straight Yeah You know If, yeah. if they look at it And they're You know On the line you have to make that decision. That's tough. Right. Um, I think if, if you have a medical staff that's experienced and knows what they're looking at, and they can look at you and say, "Hey, this is done. You, know, right. you need surgery. There's no reason waiting. There's no reason rehabbing it." Um, and I think you know an experienced medical staff can uh, can notice that. Right. So you know I've heard horror stories where guys rehab it and it's like you just waited three months. You know you're you're adding three months to that rehab process right. that could have started already for no reason and you're missing you know three months in a season it's huge
0: right well you know, and if, if you tall, do this in June <laughs> if you do this in June rehab for three months now you got another year you just miss two seasons exactly you just miss two yeah. years and that's a big two deal. years
2: in baseball is is huge I yeah mean, you go from 24 to 26 and now you've got these 21 year olds right <laughs> goes your job
0: I see mean, there's a lot that mean, goes mean, a lot that goes into I mean, this there's there a lot is. of the, I mean, the back end so business for me
2: it was you know but the first time I tore it, it was it. Let's do it.
0: You yeah. know, I didn't want to wait. That oh, so done. you you didn't wait? You went yeah. right into I it. Went, ah, uh, very I good.
2: Tore on the eleventh. Good. I went, tore it on the fourth. I had surgery on the eleventh. Nice. All right. Good. Well, so. wait a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest. Well, um,
0: yeah. Right. Yeah, was so it it was <laughs> it was swollen. So um, so t- tell us about your first injury. How did like what so, happened to you?
2: Um, it was spring training. Um, I I had one minor arm issue. Wow. Um, louder. I, I, don't, I don't care about your posture. <laughs> I was <gonna> say <laughs>
0: so, Tim's got experience with the media. He's a very good, quiet talk. He's much sure. louder in, in real life than this. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll scoot closer. Um, I had one minor arm issue uh, before that. I had a, a minor flexor strain, uh, and I rehabbed that on uh, 14 uh, for a month in AAA. Was that and the year prior? That was the year prior. Okay, um, and I rehabbed it. it. Was great. Came back. Had no arm issues after that. Um, I spent three months in AAA leading up to the end of the season. Um, I got called back up in September, um, and still no arm issues. Felt great. Um, that spring training went in. Felt great. Um, first game went out there. Uh, bullpen was good. Felt good in the bullpen. Came out to the mound. Warmed up great, um, and. Probably about maybe eight to ten pitches in, I threw a curveball. Bam! I felt the grab. It was,
0: mm.
2: it was a sting, close to a stab. Yeah, and I they, threw about right, right, right on, the on there. How was the form at that time? Uh, form was fine. Okay. Um, as it got, as I progressed in the inning, um, I was in the middle of an at bat. I uh, had two outs. I'm thinking, my elbows gone, (laughs) let's just try to get this last out. out. See, there's a typical professional athlete's mentality. (laughs) I ended up finishing off the hitter, uh, finishing off the at-bat. I walked him and I threw about ten extra pitches after I tore my elbow. Right. And um, the more I threw, the worse it got. Um, It went from feeling the the atomic bomb rub on my (laughs) arm to a a blowtorch on my elbow. Right. And, uh, my forearm was tight. I, it, it was almost as if I was pitching in the cold. I couldn't, couldn't move my fingers. I couldn't grip the ball. Wow! It just it was tight yeah. all the way up. Um, so I knew as soon as, as soon as that, that, bat was over, I was it. I
0: was done. Wow! Um, so there's some common themes here that you know. I just wanted to pick up on Eric. Everybody's had forearm involvement to extent, and I've actually seen some other people that have talked that either you have a flexor strain at the beginning or a year before, or that's part of like you feel the cramping. And so they're clearly. Related these two. So what we see a lot of times. I've actually had, uh, you know, I I can count several, more than one handful of guys that felt their form tighten up at some point in the game or week. Didn't say anything. Tried to pitch through it, Mm -hmm. and then and then did it. So I, I'm always, I, you know, with your forearm tightens up, I, I think you gotta take care of it. I, I don't know what that means, but I am not. I think you gotta be smart with that. Your forearm tightens up because it's trying to protect your ligament that's probably not doing a good job. The majority of time, I don't think a lot of people get flat forearm strains for no reason. I think there's a reason. So just, you know, a good little piece of advice there is if your forearm's starting to tighten up and cramp, you should, you know, get on top of that before it's an issue. Don't be a knucklehead like these guys are sometimes like and <laughs> throw through it but sorry keep going no it's
2: okay um what was what was weird about um my first one was when dr andrews went in my flexor muscle was great yeah um he was extremely uh, i guess impressed was the word at how strong i was in my forearm um and that might have played a role in protecting me for that long um you know so i had the surgery um about a week Week of uh, week plus uh, after the injury, um, as soon as I was out of surgeries, rehab. Um, I rehab the whole 12 months. Um, went through all the rehab process, the throwing, the lifting, everything. I felt great the whole way. I mean, I had I had a few snags. Um, just didn't feel. Um, I just felt cranky, uh, which is normal and. To me, you know for me looking back that's your body saying let's take a break right um,
0: good point when, when's the last time you get time you guys ever pitched and john jump in here too w- w- when you felt perfect like pitching hurts right like, thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right like john i mean like even like as a you know like as someone that doesn't pitch 162 games not that they do but you know what right. i mean like do you feel good We'll be back after a quick break. I hope you're enjoying the podcast episode. If you want to learn more from me, please check out my website, mikereinold.com. In addition to all my great articles, videos, and podcast episodes, I have a ton of online CEU courses, as well as my Inner Circle online mentorship and community. Be sure to subscribe to my free newsletter where I'm always sending you great info and exclusive perks and discounts. Just head to mikereinold.com to get started. Thanks so much.
5: No, I haven't felt good since I was sixteen. Right, right. right so, but, yeah.
0: so, 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 common. You got to figure out what's what's that good soreness or that bad soreness, and yeah. that's that's the challenging part. But yeah. yeah.
2: So, like I said, I felt felt great through the whole rehab process. Um, I noticed um, once I started getting off the mound and implementing curveballs and change-ups right around the eleven month mark, I was getting a lot more sore. Um, and
0: and wh- where was it, was uh, it, it was. Like- it
2: was uh, flexor muscles, the I don't know what do you call it, yeah. pronator, supinator, the elbow, The, we'll elbow, call the elbow We just, don't like the label general, thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the elbow as a whole uh, was sore. So right?
0: forearm again, though. So, yeah. so we've seen a recurring theme. Yeah, there. it's
2: it, yeah, it's it's definitely I think plays a role. Um, but at that at, in this, I was progressing um, in a sense where that in the next two days I felt great. Um, so the soreness after throwing off the mound didn't bother me because I knew that next day I was going to be sore. The mm-hmm. next day I was going to be better. The next day I was going to be ready to go. Right. Um, once I started getting, once I got down to spring training and got into live BP, um, was probably the second or third uh, live BP I started to notice that I wasn't progressing as well. Mm-hmm. I started to uh, that third day when I was supposed to throw, I had to do a lot more to get ready um, and still didn't feel great, but. Um, what I was feeling was normal um, in that part of the progression. Um, you, there's just a lot more stress on the elbow. It's something that elbow is not used to at that point. Uh, so I basically threw through it, and I was, my velocity was fine. Uh, my control steadily got worse, uh, which is fine, uh, because they're not looking for command at that point. And about the fourth time, um, I just, I didn't feel right. Just the whole time, from the moment I got on the mound to throw my warm-ups to the moment I got off the mound, it just didn't feel like I lost range of motion. I mean, just touching it was sore. Um, Fortunately, at that point, I was I went home for a week and a half um, and was able to take time off from. And a few days before I came back, still sore. Um, So, for me mentally, I wanted to get an MRI. Convinced them to let me get an MRI. They were, con- they were sure it was going to be inflammation, um, but the results showed different. And toward again. Yeah. Um, so it was it was kind of weird because you know I felt fine and I was progressing, um, but I stopped progressing like I was, and that's how I knew something was was different. This wasn't just normal soreness that I was going through. Um, and in order to push through that point, I wanted to get to know what was going on so right so Again.
0: <laughs> so good. So Tim just had his, his second Tommy John in 13 months, yeah. you know, give or take. Um, you know, so he had a to revision Tommy John, but again, a good like I think part of the problem right now that we're having with with youth is that everybody thinks Tommy John is a, a definite. It's a no brainer, and if some people actually, <laughs> if some people exactly, some people want it yeah. because there's a lot of misconceptions out there that it, you actually improve and your velocity goes up. So uh, numerous studies have come out, and I think more are in, in publication and coming out that show that your velocity does not go up right. in fact it probably goes down a little bit it'll, it'll come back probably right away but on day one it, it's probably not going to be you because I almost think that first game back in first month or whatever, that's part of the rehab process. For sure. That's the first time you've had game intensity. That's, sure. that's part of it. So it's, it's not definitive, right? I mean, we, we used to say, and I think some of the early research showed low 90s, like give or take 90% of guys would come back successfully. Um, what people don't realize is that was some of the early studies from Dr. Andrews on some of the real elite guys with a very good indication, let's definitely do it on this guy. He's going to get back. So he had ninety percent success with the high school kids. I think we're we're in the seventies right now on whether or not a high school kid returns from Tommy John, like high seventy percent, you know. And I would say the big leagues aren't ninety two percent or whatever we used to say they were. They're probably closer to like eighty to eighty five percent, you know. So Tim was in the fifteen percent. He's going to be in the eighty five this time though we're gonna get it, we're gonna get it this time but you know it's 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 not definite you know and I wish we said you know he had a fantastic rehab process he's you know he had access to the best people and everything he could in the world you know and you still ten to fifteen percent of the time it's not perfect you can't control it you know so you know it is what it is but you know the kids nowadays part of the problem is is they think it's inevitable that they're, they're it's gonna help them and I see some kids with just a little bit of pain that are in a rush they want to go get surgery Right. Yeah. Cheers. You had any teammates that had Tommy John yet?
1: No, but Blake's
0: brother did. Good. Right. All right. Yeah. So the, and, and he injured it in high school. And he
1: pitched the other
0: day. well. Yes, yeah. so, and he's about a year after a year out of surgery too. So he's a success story so far. That's good. So that's good. And his high school team he hasn't seen one yet. That's great. Um, you know, we like that. I hope we're getting better. But I know. I mean, look, he's he's in here taking care of himself. So maybe that's high school coach, that's part of it. Does
3: a Good job of tracking. Yeah. It, it just yeah, what I understand, yeah. yeah, it's just it's just That's being
0: on top of, of it. So, what do you guys think? So, we know Tommy John injuries are going up, and it's kind of crazy if you look at the graphs. The, the interesting part is not only are they going up, the percentage of youth that are having them are uh, probably tripled from where they were. It's amazing how much the youth have had. Uh, wh- what do you guys think from a professional's perspective? The media loves to speculate with a bunch of nonsense. What do you guys think, as you're the real people? What, what, yeah. Tim? What, why do you think?
2: I think. Uh For the kids who, for the younger kids who only play baseball, it is inevitable because they don't put down the baseball. So I think it's trending um, more towards the younger kids nowadays because there's travel ball, there's winter ball, there's fall ball, there's summer ball, there's spring ball. There's a hundred different types of baseball leagues that kids are playing in where they don't go and just do not
0: play football, play
2: basketball. (laughs) Um, Um, And I think... to, for, for me personally, Tommy John to a point is inevitable because, and it, you're just you're noticing it more nowadays because um, it, the younger guys are having it and they are being able, they are able to come back. Before when Tommy John started, it was guys who were 34, 35, 36 who retired. Right. You know, they don't want to go through the surgery to, to come back at 37 years old. There's no point. Right um, now you're seeing it in guys who are 25, 24, and they're able to come back. But now you're seeing it in kids who are 14, and 15, and yeah. 16. Oh it's yeah, like, these these kids aren't even developed yet. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't fully develop till I was 20.
0: 91. Right, I'm still developing. Exactly. Yeah, I, exactly. I so
2: you know, for me for me it's crazy to see a kid who's 14 years old who who's who's still growing, having elbow issues, having shoulder issues. Um, and to me that is is directly from kids now. Not putting baseball down. Right. They want to throw 300 feet. They want to play six different teams. They want to play baseball year-round. But that's not
0: good. <laughs> and and I love when they ask, like, "Hey, why do you think my arm's sore?" Yeah, We're like, you're, "Well, you're, you're burnt out. You're by overused. You're,
2: if you don't have it when you're 14, you're gonna have it when you're 20 because I, I, you're burnt out."
0: I like when the parents argue too. The par- uh, about like, "Are you really overused?" It's like, "Oh no, 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 no we, yeah. he wasn't overused this summer." I'm like, yeah, he only
2: threw 135 uh, pitches every uh, other
0: week. He's or injured. Every week. <laughs> if, if you're injured, you, yeah. it's you overused yourself just yeah, exactly. because." The kid next to you did the same thing and is not injured, yeah. so he didn't overuse him. Everybody's uh, overuse, everyone's like line that they need to stay under uh, is different, you right. know. So, Len, what's the youngest you've ever seen?
3: I'd say definitely
0: 14. Oh man, 13. I don't know if yeah, a, I
2: saw it. There was a you 14 year old that uh-huh. had a homage on the day I had mine. Oh my, no. my. Wow. That's, that's
0: unbelievable. Poor kid, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, Dennis, what do you think? What do you, why do you think the youth are getting it?
1: I think to a great extent, the media is to blame. You know, a lot of these kids only see the success stories. You know, they wow. see the Strasburgs. They see all those guys who came, you know, back strong off Tommy John, but they don't see the 15%, Good call. in the pro level that don't make it or that, you know, come back the same. I think it's just a common misconception. You know, there's not enough knowledge in regards to Tommy John. Being exposed to these guys, they just see the success stories. Right. You know, so with that being said, my best advice was would be, you know, when you feel great, do less. You want to maintain feeling
0: great. Right. You know, so but but there's so much pressure. They get there's another perfect game next week. They have to they have to keep going, right? And, yeah, eliminate and the the draft. so so wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> eliminate the draft. We talked about the baseball draft, right? <laughs> yeah. all right, yes. just just yeah, checking. I think, I think
1: young kids kinda of overwhelm themselves, you know, the limitational. Yeah. You know, I like got right. perfect game tournament, you know, the AAU tournament right. next week. They try to do too much.
0: They want to do six perfect games exactly. for some reason. I'm not they quite sure why. Up,
1: so. <laughs> you're just
0: more tired. You're gonna show everybody in the world you stink. You know, that you're that you're Exhausted, right? Like that's that that doesn't work. Just do less, Jamil. What do you think? What's so? And I like that. Let's add that too. Like, what would your recommendation be? So it sounds like your recommendation would be play more sports and throw and don't
2: put a ball down. Be more uh, well rounded. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't play three sports in high school if if that's what you want to do. Don't play baseball all year round. Um, that that was always my big thing. Is I had that time down, played the extra sports. I did other things, Skateboarding. I was a kid, and by the time. I Was 21, I was still fresh, and I've got friends that were better than me in Babe Ruth and in, in high school. And they're not playing baseball anymore, right? They don't have a shoulder, they don't <laughs> have an elbow anymore, and they're 23 years old and they were has-beens, right? You know, so that to me, it's you know, put, put down the baseball and just uh, be a kid,
0: yeah. And that doesn't mean you can't work towards. Getting sure. being, getting better as a baseball yeah, player, exactly. you can you can train. I think playing soccer in the fall it helps you be a better baseball player because it works on your agility, athleticism, yeah, yeah. and it's non overhead sport. You know, like that type of thing. So, yeah. Jamil, what about you? Like, what, so you know, why do you think injuries are so high? And what what would you tell yourself? What would you tell Chiz's teammates right now at school?
4: I mean, pretty much like going off with these guys and taking a break off baseball for a good two or three months in the off season and just relaxing, you know. It, it takes a toll on your body no matter what age you are. Think about it, like Lenny said. seen a 14-year-old kid get Tommy John, like that's insane. Right. And pretty much it works all the way through you to you stop playing baseball. Your body takes a toll on it every single day. Every single day you play a game of baseball. You're pitching, batting, catching, running, doing it all, throwing.
0: You gotta take a break. gotta yeah,
4: have to take a break. That's pretty much it, you know. Once, you once your break. body says, I can't go anymore, you just take a couple of days off and Get after it, but yeah. then also, again, like those guys that want to go to the perfect game, all the invitational AAU stuff, summer leagues, and it's tough, you know, because you always have those parents that push their kids to do that,
0: right? You know, right, and and you can do that. You just, it's you gotta, we always say it's like medicine, it's a dosage thing. You just gotta, look, if you're gonna do this showcase, you gotta not do this tournament, or so there's gotta be some, there's gotta
2: be a give and a take, right? I think yeah. what uh, what them said is great about the media is, is there's a it's a huge miscommunication. Um, to put that in perspective, I'm going on like week sixty-six of my rehab. Yeah, great, great,
0: great way of saying it. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> they
2: don't, they don't. Put that rehab process in the paper. Right. They don't put that on the internet and everything. They put up Strasburg's back, throwing ninety-seven. Right. And Tommy John. Right. So great. Right, right. I mean nobody talks about how stiff Dennis is or, or exactly.
0: was two nobody weeks did. ago exactly. and was in <laughs> he tears right. here as we got his <laughs> motion. Yeah, exactly. Or how Jamil can't feel exactly. his half his hand right now. Like nobody talks about that, but that's that's real. And these guys are are, are, are kicking their butts like putting the work in to get yep. over that, but it's not all roses. Right, you know, that's. Hey, that, that's a good point you know and you know the thing about refs too i think is a good point to actually just throw this in here too is people think that that not pitching is the answer because like i don't know 10 years ago len scientifically what has been the one thing that continues to come up in every study is the number one reason why we have injuries yeah Pitching fatigue, overuse. Overuse. Easy, right? It's not your curveball, it's none of that crap. It's your, your oh, it's Number overuse. Number one, overuse correlates to injuries in there. So what we're doing in the offseason is we're getting off the mound, right? We're not pitching, but what we've done is we started doing aggressive long toss, weighted balls, other other training, things like that, which are great programs, but again, you got to remember it's a dosage. So scientifically, we talk about this all the time, there's some articles about this on the website. Scientifically, we know that long toss and weighted ball programs put as much or more more stress on the arm as pitching off the mound so by not pitching off the mound and doing that you're that's not taking a break that's that is the same thing of like of doing that so i ask you you guys all the time would you throw a bullpen seven days a week Or even six days a week. No chance. Never, right? He's a reliever, he's contemplating it. He's like like, (laughs) I can't eat five games. What's what's my usage today? Like you wouldn't throw a pen six days a week, so why are you going, pen, long toss, weighted ball, pen, long toss, weighted ball? I mean that's the dosage is wrong, right? So so John, as a pitching coach, what do you do in the winter with with your kids?
5: Um I would say active rest, kind of speaking to everyone's uh, biggest thing here, is overuse. So if we're, if we're focusing on not throwing, you can still develop um, your body to be more efficient. You know, using your legs a little bit more, using your core. Um, and that's the biggest thing that I see, in, you know, in the, in the youth is they do want to throw more. They do want to throw wind baseballs. They see, you know, Steven Strasberg throwing 97 miles an hour. And the, these big numbers that jump out at them.
0: With a huge contract.
5: Right. Yeah. Like, I can get there if I do this, this, and this. Right.
0: But they don't understand the risk associated with that. Right. And they don't understand like you, I, you ask all the guys. You know, like I remember, like Smoltz, like mm-hmm. talking to Smoltz. He was like, "Hey, like, what'd you do in high school?" And he's like, "I don't know, like yeah, tennis." Exactly. And he's like, "I don't know. I think I played second. And like I don't know. I, I forget the exact story, <laughs> but I mean, they weren't they weren't doing what the current right. kids yeah, are doing. I mean, we
5: have a 15 year old in here that's throwing like 81, 82, and he's pissed because he didn't hit 83. Right. And we're kind of like, slow down. Right. Like, you have no idea what you're going to have. you're going to
0: break Lenny's record. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't want like that. You
5: have no idea what you have. Yeah. You just have to slow down and kind of protect yourself and kind
0: of build slowly. Right? Yeah. We're we going to get there. The pendulum's just swinging. Yeah. I think we're going to get back. Yeah, I, think I
3: think the pendulum the- is definitely swinging. I think we pushed it, both just with surgery and pushing... Performance programs with these kids with baseball, and now everybody's realizing, oh, we got to swing. That might back. be too much. It's too much. Let's I find that. Parents will get more involved with their kids and seeing that more is not better, and then that right. that'll trickle down to coaches. I think it comes down to you know the coaches being educated, and I think parents are, are the big ones to right coach the coaches right they don't want their kids to right. get
0: keep educating but, and educating yeah. the right stuff not the mess right. to educate the right stuff
2: i think right. the parents need to realize yeah. that your kids nobody's going to care when he's 22 that he was the best 12 year old I just right. had a conversation with a parent about <laughs> you you know, know? For, a 14 old kid i had a parent he
0: was like pushing kids sore and he's pushing you know i gotta go to the showcase i gotta go to the showcase i, gotta, I finally said look I'm like the Red Sox, uh, Vandy—they're not scouring through the 14U perfect game reports looking for their next kid. Like, pump the brakes. We'll we'll, we'll get there. But uh, we can talk for hours, and and, and we probably will because I know we're going to continue this conversation when we don't when we stop recording here. But um, heck, maybe 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 we get together in six months or 12 months and see where these guys are in the rehab process. But um, awesome insight from 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 the pros, right? From the pros, the guys. That have been through it, that are going through it, um, amazing insight on, on this sort of thing. So, uh, spread the word, you know, share this around with some local coaches, some youth out there, because you know, again, information is is what they need. They need the right knowledge. So, um, thanks, guys, and uh, we'll see you guys on another episode in the future. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to microneyl.com/slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question.